Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 3, Episode 9, Aliens, Humans, Gods, and Ghosts. Last time we had talked about what are angels and the different words for angels in the Old Testament, Malik in Hebrew or Elohim for spirit in the New Testament is angelos or pneuma for spirit or breath, and that's Greek. And then we talked about the correlation to the ancient gods of Egypt, Greece, Rome, and the Norse gods. And the conclusion was that demons are the exact same things as angels. Because of that, many stories of ancient gods are actually true. Genesis 6 um, explains how those demons went after strange flesh, had sex with humans, and how God has chained them up until the end times because they have sought after strange flesh. And that's in the book of Jude and elsewhere in the Bible. But their offspring in Genesis 6 gave rise to the stories that we have today of all kinds of magical creatures. And I'm talking like half-breeds like mermaids, satyrs, centaurs, and satyrs are actually mentioned in the Bible in Leviticus. Uh, Hercules, uh, sirens of the ocean, etc. And this is why I believe God chose to destroy the earth with a flood. Now, these stories were passed down by Noah and his three sons, the only surviving people from that time. And all the way to the Tower of Babel, when people were dispersed, got new languages, and they spread over the whole earth, well, those stories told by their great-grandfathers, of course, were then watered down in new languages with new cultures told from their perspective. And so we get all these false gods. That's where I believe all these stories come from, and I think a lot of them are true. That's what we talked about last time. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't hear it, I encourage you to listen to it. There's some really cool stuff and parallels in the Bible with angels and demons versus the stories that you hear of those ancient gods. This time, we're going to talk about aliens. Well, why? I mean, the the main reason I want to bring this up is that it's all in our culture. The government's even talked about it. Uh, academia, universities and such, they bring it up. So it's, it's very popular to talk about aliens, and I want to point out what the Bible says about that, all right? First of all, just real brief, we have some movies about aliens. If you guys aren't familiar, I mean, it goes all the way back to the television Star Trek series, right? All the different planets they went to. And then the movies Aliens, Predator, Men in Black, Avatar, all of these are fanciful ideas of creatures from another planet, another solar system or, or galaxy that have evolved and, and come and discovered humans or, or vice versa. Now, in books and ancient writing, this actually goes all the way back to, uh, as far as we know, Lucian of Samosata or Samosata, and even to modern day um, science fiction writers, Isaac Asimov, stuff like that. But this guy, Lucian, was a satirist who wrote a book called A True Story, which included aliens on the moon, and he wrote this about 200 A.D., then we have Voltaire. He wrote a story in 1752 called Micromegas, which was aliens from other planets coming to Earth. War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells in 1897. And then I, Robot, recently made into a movie with Will Smith, is actually based off of Isaac Asimov's short stories in the 1940s and 50s. Recently in human history, we've started to get this idea of abductions. And it kind of started around Area 51 in the 1960s with Betty and Barney Hill of New Hampshire. They made an extraordinary claim that a spacecraft, gray aliens with big eyes, captured them and did probings on them with weird instruments. 
And of course we have UFO sightings since the 1950s, which I believe is what sparked those two people to do that. But that's kind of popular culture. A lot of people talk about this stuff. Well, what does the government have to say or have to do with aliens? That's come out recently. And I want to cover this because a lot of people either aren't aware or they start to believe it. And I, and I want to show you why it's, you should really disbelieve some of this stuff. But Area 51 is the common name of a highly classified United States Air Force facility within Nevada that's administered by Edwards Air Force Base. It's a testing facility for new technologies, okay? People that work there have in the past periodically come out and talked about aliens and UFOs only to be debunked or discredited every single time. Now, you can say that that's a conspiracy by the government and they were falsely discredited. And that's fine. If you want to believe that, that's fine. But even that is not circumstantial evidence because we don't even have proof that they were falsely debunked. So it's just an idea out there. It's a conspiracy that has no evidence. So essentially what this is saying in, in regards to UFOs and aliens in Area 51 is that we think that if we could prove the government did this, then we might have the possibility of circumstantial evidence for UFOs and aliens. Well, that's a far cry from hard evidence. So it's really just made up ideas. Okay. But where did they come from? What are these made up ideas? Well, the military, just so you know, I, I do have a background in this stuff and I wanted to explain some of it to you. Uh, the military at Fort Stewart in the 1940s and fifties started doing radio controlled airplanes. So unmanned aircraft, right? for training on anti-aircraft guns. Now, I personally was an instructor at flight school for over 10 years for the unmanned aircraft school in Arizona at Fort Huachuca. And I can tell you, there's a lot of things that civilians aren't aware of that we're doing. For instance, over the water fountain that we had in the hallway where students would pass by every day, we have a picture from the 1970s of there at Fort Huachuca, us testing round aircraft with lights around the edges of it. Unmanned, round aircraft that hovered. Okay, 1970s. We have a picture, a black and white picture of them testing that. And that's something that everyone who's been to that flight school has seen and they're aware of. So one of the things to understand is that UFOs merely means unidentified flying object. What that means is that you, the observer, don't recognize the aircraft type or model, or you couldn't read the markings or serial number on the plane, and it's not on a registered flight path. So just because you don't know what it is does not mean it's extraterrestrial, right? And that's my point here. There's so many things that, that I got to work with, technologies that you would think is just from the movies, and I didn't even have a top secret clearance. And I was not involved in testing anything new. I taught the stuff that was widespread knowledge and in current use by American military and many of our allies. It's all just basic application of common things like light, you know, lasers, radios, sonar, infrared, rocket propulsion, all of this stuff, clearly not alien technology, just basic human understanding that the government has been able to put stuff together and make cool things with. So once you learn how it's put together and how it works, it's pretty simple, really. One of the things that really got people in the news media and such riled up about was July 26, 
last year, 2023, Congress supposedly admitted to aliens. All right. And that was a big thing. U.S. Navy pilot Mr. Graves testified to Congress. They talked about how UFOs, unidentified flying objects, have strange shapes, strange flight patterns, strange speeds. Um, pilots and observers frequently see these things and they began to call them phenomena. So instead of UFOs, they started calling them UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. So they came up with a new word to try and scare people and to make people aware of UFOs again. So it doesn't sound like a conspiracy about UFOs. Now they're called UAPs. Then somebody in this, in, in Congress that was testifying stated that the U S has recovered non-human biologics from alleged crash sites of these UAPs. And of course that went viral. Everyone's talking about non-human biologics. They, they, they found biological evidence of non-humans. And this one really got me. One of the top three people that was testifying was Mr. Grush. And he testified a whole bunch of stuff. And his evidence was, as I was told it, by someone else. He, he was told to tell stuff to Congress, stuff that he hadn't seen, wasn't aware of himself. So to me, this congressional hearing was clearly a psyop against the American people. It's psychological warfare. Okay. To either distract from something else or to prepare the American people for something that they're going to do to give the government a scapegoat or a cover story of aliens. I'll break it down for you. Just so you know, if you did watch that or you can Google it, it was Wednesday, July 26, 2023, Congress admitting to UFOs. First of all, UFO does not mean alien. It means we can't identify it. Could come from another country, could be an experimental aircraft. We just don't know what it is. UAP does not mean alien. It means an aircraft we don't understand or the observer did not understand. And I guarantee you in the 1970s, if an observer saw us flying those round unmanned aircraft at Fort Huachuca, they would have thought it was a hovering alien spacecraft. But we were teaching it, like learning, developing this stuff. Also, their prime witness, Mr. Grush, alleged that he is a whistleblower based on information he was told by other people. That's hearsay. He uses the logical fallacy of an appeal to authority whereby you don't dare dispute his claim because of, and he went on about this, his many titles, his veteran status, his authority, as in his own words, quote, I'm a GS-15, the civilian equivalent to a full bird colonel. So don't you dare dispute what I have to say. And I've heard somebody has told me to tell you this stuff. That's, that wouldn't hold up in a court of law. That's nothing. That's just some blowhard saying that he knows something that you don't know but he made it up. His primary evidence was the recovery of UAPs with non-human biologics. This just means experimental aircraft crashed with monkeys or dogs doing the test flights, non-human in the pilot seat, right? It's a complete psyop. It's completely fake from the government anyways. Now, then we have uh, modern thought, academia, uh, colleges and such. Now they're pushing aliens, okay? Because of evolution, this is pushed everywhere because of the idea that if human beings evolved, it stands to reason that aliens evolved on another planet. The problem is we didn't evolve. We know that God created us. But here's the point. If they can get the new gen next generation of Americans 
kids growing up to believe that there is no God. So it stands to reason that aliens evolve somewhere else. They have to have, because if we evolved, then on other planets, something else must have evolved. So we've got to find them. This will prove that God didn't create us according to them. Because if we find aliens on another planet, boom, that disproves the Bible. This proves that science is right. God never existed. You guys are a bunch of religious fanatics. That's the purpose. Now, I want to show you what the Bible actually says about aliens. Well, number one, the word aliens in the Bible is just foreigners. It's not a reference to extraterrestrials, life on other planets, okay? Uh, for instance, Exodus 18, 2 and 3 says, Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, of which the name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land. Now, this is the Hebrew word ger, and it means a guest or by implication, a foreigner from another land, a, a traveler, a stranger. That's the only reference to aliens in the Bible. Okay. There are zero Bible verses about life on other planets coming to visit the earth. What does that lead us to decide if the Bible doesn't talk about it? Well, there's two choices. Either the Bible doesn't talk about it, but they do exist. Or the Bible doesn't talk about it because they don't exist. Those are your two options. All right. If they do exist, well, then God made them. Look at Genesis. God made everything, right? In the book of John, John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. If God created the Big Bang, there was nothing, and then boom, everything was there. God did all the stars and galaxies across the universe. If He made aliens, He did it in those first six days, right? Just like He did with humans. So what would we do if we saw an alien? Well, first of all, I don't think we will because the theological problems are beyond human reasoning. And I don't think God would allow us to, to deal with that, but that's neither here nor there. Let, let, let's talk about those problems because if, if little green Martian landed in your backyard, you would have to ask yourself, did Jesus die for that Martian or did he only die for humans? If he only died for humans, do they have their own alien Jesus and there's a Martian Jesus? And if they're there, why didn't God tell us about them in the Bible? Like, why did God leave that crucial detail of our existence out? Do these aliens have a soul? Do they have a sin nature? Like, there's too many theological problems that are beyond human understanding. I, I just, that's the main reason I don't think we'll ever see them if they're real. Okay. But if we did meet them, we have an obligation to tell them about Jesus and let God sort it all out. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, the Great Commission says, this is Jesus speaking, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That's what Jesus told us to do, to tell people about him. So that's the only answer I have from the Bible. Tell them about Jesus, right? But here's the thing. If they do not exist at all, if God did not create aliens, there's no aliens anywhere in the universe. We're the only planet with life on it, right? Then we won't see them. You'll never have to worry about little green men from Mars landing in your backyard, or we will see them and they're not really aliens. So what could they be? Well, it's very simply, it could be a fake, like a false thing in Scooby-Doo, you know, where they unmask the creature and at the end they find out it's just another human. I mean, that's a possibility, right? People faking, pretending things. 
or it's a real physical creature, a demon. We know that demons and angels can take physical shape. They can become humans. Hebrews 13, 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. If a human being is unaware that they have met with, talked with, fed an angel, that means that to human understanding and capabilities, the angels were just human. Physical substance, vocal cords, stomachs, everything, right? So angels can become human. We know that for a fact from the Bible. So if an alien appears, then you treat the alien just like a demon, an angel, a demon that has taken a form that is physical. So think about it this way. If a human, whether you know it's a demon or not, tries to harm you or your family, what do you do? Defend yourself, right? Protect your kids. So you might have to physically fight another human or an alien, possibly, right? What if you don't have to fight it? How do you treat it? Witness to it. If it's a demon, it's not going to like that. It's going to be upset, right? You can fight spiritually. I did 10 episodes on uh, spiritual warfare, season one, episode 34 to 44. Use the Bible, speak to it, pray out loud, put on the armor of God. So why would this happen now? Why are people seeing aliens now? It's kind of a, it's relatively a new thing. I personally believe it's because we no longer believe in the ancient gods. And so demons have changed their form into something that humans now believe. That leads me to the assumption that somewhere in governments in Hollywood or whatever, there is demonic influence to create the idea of aliens. So that then they can appear to us as these more powerful creatures with technology beyond our understanding so that in a sense, we may worship them like we used to with ancient gods and demons. At the very least, it will get people to question whether or not the Bible's true. It will get people to think that evolution is true. If aliens evolved on other planets, then we must have evolved here and Genesis isn't true. I mean, that's what people are going to think of if they actually meet a real alien, right? So my conclusion about this is that people will talk about aliens. It's important to steer the discussion to truth and facts, not hearsay, not propaganda, and do not allow yourself to affirm this idea of evolution. It's just not true. Science does not back that up whatsoever. And I've done a whole series on evolution as well. So check that out in season one, if you're interested. But if you were to see an alien in real life, it's probably demons. And you're going to have to deal with that on a physical level, as well as a spiritual level, just like when angels and demons appeared to humans in the past. I have no doubt that at some point it will be undeniable that physical beings come down in weird spacecraft. Will it be robots that someone like Bill Gates or Elon Musk makes that look and feel and act real? Maybe. Will it be government agents in costumes or an elaborate mass hysteria with holograms or whatever designed by our government with real laser weapons and some new experimental aircrafts? Possibly. Will it be demons taking real fleshly form that can physically harm humans like in the book of Revelation? Possibly. It could be a combination of any one of those. But I think the push in society and across the entire world for people to accept aliens as being real, I think 
that is a demonic push at some level and they get a bunch of gullible people to follow through with it. So here's what it comes down to for a believer in Jesus Christ. Here's the question. If the predator showed up in your backyard or a gray alien or more than the Martian, would it cause you to lose faith in your God and Jesus Christ? You need to deal with that idea now so you aren't led astray when the false science is used to attack your faith. Because have no doubt about it, they will use false science to attack your faith and get you to doubt that the Bible is real, that Jesus Christ is real, that God is coming back to judge us. 1 Timothy 6.20 says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so-called. Galatians 1.8, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Do not believe angels. Do not believe science that contradicts the Bible because the science is false. Do not believe aliens. And probably do not believe your government. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. But I do appreciate you listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, if you want to see that picture of the round spacecraft, feel free to email me. My email is angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. And until next time, may God bless you all.